We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Roadwire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. We've got hot teams in New York. We have bad teams for both of the hosts of this show. we got a lot of fab to talk about all coming up next. Happy Sunday night, everybody. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I'm Scott Jensen. Joined as always on Sunday nights by Jeff Erickson. Uh, if you could please rate or review the podcast, podcast, we'd really appreciate that. Um, goes a long way towards helping us, helping people find the podcast, all that kind of good stuff. Jeff, uh, I heard a guy was getting some tweets earlier this week. Oh, the A's aren't that bad. Hmm. Swept by the Guardians, who like hadn't won a game in a week. Uh, last since last time we talked, I don't think the Reds have won a game. Um, Dude, they haven't even been close in a game. That, uh, it's it's ludicrous how bad they are. They're three and nineteen with a run differential of minus sixty five. Um, but crazy, like I think we kind of talked like the Yankees were kind of like, middling, and all of a sudden the Yankees have won nine in a row. The Yankees have the best record in baseball. Um, the Mets are what sixteen and seven after uh, after beating the Phillies tonight. Uh, it's uh, it's a good time to be a New Yorker, I suppose, in the baseball family. Uh, you know, it's good to be in the MLB front offices too. You know they like that, but oh, they, must, uh, they must be they must be loving it. Right? At least the, at least the their broadcast partners do at the yeah. very least. But I mean, like you had forty thousand at the game in Toronto on Saturday night that I was watching. Like that, I mean, the, yeah. the, the Blue Jays are That's really good. So it's uh, it's been fun. The Angels are good. The Dodgers are good. The, the Padres and Giants are good. There's a lot of the big name teams at least come out of the gate uh, here in April. I guess we're in May now, but uh, through April, pretty well. It's almost as if if you invest in your product. You have yeah. a chance to win a little bit more. And you know, but here's, oh, I'm not even going to go into it. I'm just going to say I'm happy to see, you know, if, if our stupid teams can't do well, the teams that at least are trying are getting rewarded for doing so. Yeah. That, that's I, what uh... I, I used to buy into this whole, oh, they're buying a championship nonsense. No, it's good. That, I'd rather they spend their money on that. Yeah. And then pocketing it. So and they're yeah. not they're not breaking rules. They're not skirting any rules. They're playing by the rules. And uh, yep. it's uh, but uh, a lot of fantasy to talk about. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. A lot of uh, we had a lot of cuts today with the the, the uh, rosters going um, down two spots. Mostly it was kind of middling middle relievers. You know that every team kind of carried a lot of pitchers. But uh, Josh Lowe and Tampa Bay got sent down. I was uh, I know he'd been struggling, but I was a little surprised they did that. Considering they traded Meadows to open up that spot, and then they uh, when they had to go cut down, they went Josh Lowe. Well, I think it does speak to the whole post, the concept that they cut him in order to make yeah. room for Josh Lowe. I don't think that's true. I think it's they 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 traded Meadows because they 
didn't want to pay Meadows because he was about to be expensive. And it wasn't they in their in their mind, he wasn't worth that price. I think that that was their re, the real reasoning why, you know, it happened to be that they thought Josh Lowe could be this equal trade off. And he, so far, he hasn't been. Yeah. We've also seen that the Rays are going to send players down when they're not doing per, performing. Vidal Brujan got sent down pretty quickly last year. He had a, just a nanosecond with the team this year. Uh, they're just they'll do that. And, you know, Lowe will be back up at some point in time. It's just can you be patient enough to hold on to him is the question. The probably answer is probably no. We're going to talk, uh, we're going to talk at the end of the podcast, uh, kind of the end of it, about guys that you think you should drop. I think we're a month in um, to the season now. I think it's good to talk about, uh, you know, do you get to the point where you've got to, you know, lose some of that patience and drop yeah. some guys? And Lowe will be one of the guys that we do talk Can about. I say, it was just, I'm going to say one more thing here, too. Please do. It's interesting, though. Yeah. And he earned that demotion, but he batted cleanup today. Yeah. Right, that was weird too. And it's Rays, like, Rays are gonna ray. I mean, that, that's like just Tampa's what they're gonna got do. A bunch of like stud outfielders that like Low was keeping playing time. We're talking about like Harold Ramirez and Kiermaier and Brett Phillips. Like, I was just a little surprised based on the fact that it's not that crowded of an outfield, honestly. Uh, yeah, uh, it isn't, but it could be in an you know, Low could be back and Bruhan could go to play the outfield at some point. He'll yeah. be back at some point in time, but I mean, they have and and Rosarena who. You, Scott yeah. Jenstad, properly faded and told everybody, told the world that you were fading him. <laughs> As of going into this weekend, he didn't have a single barrel, not one. Still, yeah, still. I'm looking at the stats. Still doesn't. Uh, I don't know what he did today. He did have two doubles, but I mean, hitting, uh, hitting two ten. Uh, hard hit rates low, strikeout rates up, walk rates way down. Um, his OBP is two thirty five. Uh, I'm not a Rosarena guy, and it's uh, he's certainly not doing anything to change my mind at all. No, he is not. And yeah, they, they, they're at that point where they're starting to need him and they've had so many injuries. I get that. Um, but seems like we say that every year about them, by the way. Uh, they're and still, they, they usually find a way they're 12 and 10. They're not yeah. the, the, the center still could hold here, right. but they're, they're not going A's or reds on us here. We've got, we've got questions in the chat already. We're popping off on a Sunday. Someone wants to know, Jeff, would you drop Jeremy Pena or Alec Bohm? Cause they have Luis Arias coming back. Um, I am not the person asked about dropping Jeremy Pena. Cause there are very few people I would drop Jeremy Pena for. I love Jeremy Pena. Yeah. Um, and I, Alec Bohm is someone whose stock has improved. And I know yeah. Pena is hitting 222 going into today. Um, he hasn't stolen a base going into today I, I i have again i have to pull up the box score for today's scores to, to he was uh he was up four with four strikeouts today jeff so that's <laughs> he didn't steal a base then is what you're saying he did um, not steal a base is what i'm saying that is not what those of us in the sabermetric community like to call good um so that that now makes him have 22 strikeouts and it's starting to get up there as far as that goes you think the league's kind of adjusting to him a little bit scott uh, I like the hard contact. I like the barrels. Um, I think the the bad has been really unlucky. The K rate's a little high with the four strikeouts today. It was pretty. It was okay until today, and it jumped like three and a half percent today. Kevin Gossman is a wizard, by the way, though. Dude, too. So dude, uh, I was not in. On, I was not in on Gossman. So as much as you gave me the props for Rosalind, I was not on Gossman, and that was looking like a a very bad call so far. That dude looks awesome. Dude, he looks amazing. Yeah. Um, and you know it. I think it was Rob Silver. Correct me if it's someone else uh, that was making the point on Twitter. It's like for everybody talking about, you know, oh, they just need to change their approach to the plate. Just look at that pit, those the, like his splitter. Oh, it's the splitter's gross. Splitter. That is yeah. not an approach problem. That is a no. he is a wizard problem. 
yeah, there is a, there is no doubt. He looks really good. Um, they're, uh, Toronto's obviously, we knew they're gonna be a fun team, but, uh, uh, got swapping Gossman for Robbie Ray, uh, doesn't look like they're going to miss much there. Yeah. So I might actually, the, I think the question is, do you hurry Urias back? Can you, can you, can you buy yourself a week on that? That's what, yeah, to answer Good Matt's answer. question, uh, yeah. going back to this question here, Matt asked it, drop pain or a bone because I have Urias coming back. Wait that extra week. Uh, I, I agree. I, I like Pena and Bohm, so it's tough. I know the race has triple eligibility and was uh, was good last year, but uh, I'd like to keep them. I like I, if you could buy another week. I, I go with the I go with the Jeff Erickson call there. I, I wait. I wait a week too. Yeah, six games for both the uh, Brewers and the Phillies piece. Houston has seven games, so I'd I'd ride it out a little bit. Um, with with Houston this week, they go, you know, seven at home also, and it's Seattle and Detroit. That doesn't scare me. Um, no, and and Logan Gilbert pitched today, so they skip. They miss him, right? That is correct, sir. And that, uh, that, dude never, get, that dude never gives up a run, so you don't want to face him. Yeah. Meanwhile, they do get Matt Brash, who is on the struggle bus right now. Guy that we we're all like ooing and eyeing over a little bit before, justifiably. But you know, the league, you know, the league sent out. It was like Independence Day. Send out the word. Don't swing. Do you uh, do you think he goes down? Uh, they didn't send him yet, right? So yeah. I think the, he, he gets this this start here. Um, then we'll see what happens. I think they're going – aren't they going six? So they could they, easily make this. They're scheduled for five next week because Gonzalez and Flexen are both pitching twice. Okay. Um, but I, I think he's got to start the start against Houston. I think he'll make it. Um, I think if the uh, the walk issues are as bad as, uh, as they have been the last few starts, I think there's a chance that he might uh, he might go down for a couple starts. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Um, let's look at week five real quick before we hit the uh, the fab from week four. I uh, wanted to point out since we're good offense weeks, you're looking at screen some offense. Uh, love Houston and Minnesota this week. Houston mm-hmm. gets seven games. You just mentioned three Seattle, four Detroit. The Twins have seven games, four at Baltimore, three against Oakland. Uh, really, uh, really nice matchups there. Colorado is at home for half the week. They get Washington and they're at Arizona. Um, so I like Rockies bats this week too. Um, were you picking up any uh, any offensive bats this week, kind of based on matchups, or uh, offense seemed seemed kind of dead and fab to me? It's hard to find it, but I did it pick is. up some hitters here and there. Picked up Chaz McCormick in a couple leagues. Um, I got him uh, in the seven games. You know, thing is, he hasn't run yet, um, but he is hitting for average. He is playing a decent amount. I picked up Od- Oduvel Herrera, who is starting against every righty and batting leadoff. Yeah. Uh, now they have one lefty this week and I think two the following week for the Phillies too. Um, so we'll see how startable that is, but I, I mean, I had Jake Fraley to cut, um, as I said, in my scarf, we have a group chat in our scarf league. And I said, the whole key to winning bids is have enough terrible players that you can cut. So you can encourage you to bid it bit aggressively. So with the the amount of Will Myers I had, I had lots of cuts all over the place this week. So that was, uh, it was not a problem. You washed your hands of Will Myers, huh? I did in all 12s. I held him, I think, in 115. I'm going to see how the reports look this week. But uh, even if he comes back, he's, he was not very good when he was there. But uh, I want to go real back on McCormick. I really like that ad. He's led off six of the last seven games for the Astros. Yeah. That's uh, that's really a nice spot to lead off, especially without Tuve coming back. Who knows how that works, how they slot him in. But if McCormick can sit hitting one, you and I talked about him as uh, early in the year during the offseason as kind of a, a late flyer, guys that we like some of his metrics. So exactly. I, really, I, I, I like that ad a lot. Yeah, and and I and I actually am pretty happy about the Herrera buy too. In both cases, to, you know, I won contested bids, so that's always nice too. Thirty-seven to twenty-one and twenty-seven to twenty-two. Uh, you, you hate it when you overbid. Like 
you know, the 12s, like I had, I had a couple of gross over bids. I had a 111.01, I think, in one, one of my onlines. And Ooh, like, that, who would you bid on for 111 to 1? Uh, Michael Lorenzen. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, ninth inning well choppy, well against today, yeah. I think he's just straight up good, and you know, twelves are twelves, and twelves are so hard to predict. Like that, I, you could have had a hundred eighty dollar bid there somewhere, but uh, and then you get nobody. It's it, they're so hard to predict. I just kind of I try and uh, I try not to affect me and just kind of put my bid in. If I get it, I get it, but uh, they can be frustrating. I think I, we had a we had a four hundred and fifty or something in one of mine for uh, for Taylor Ward. I, we were one of the four percent. Oh, he's still available. Four wow. percent leagues where Taylor Ward was not taken yet. You and, missed uh, the best two weeks of his life. I've uh, certainly missed the best two weeks of his life. He's been bonkers. Professional, I, at least. Yeah, yeah, I think he went for yeah, professional at least. He, I think he went for four forty. I had a, I had a, I thought my bid of like seventy was fairly aggressive, and it was uh, blown out of the water. Yeah, it should have been. It, it definitely should have been. He's uh, he's been awesome. But uh, um, other we have we have an eight gamer this week with the, the Mets have eight games. And just a reminder yeah. that I, I think I'm right. Double headers are all nine innings this year, right? So there's none of this like they have eight games, Correct. but they're missing they're missing four innings because the double header. So they uh, Mets have actually the uh, 72 innings of games this week. So that's a, that's a big schedule there. We do have three teams with five games. So if you're playing uh, playing guys uh, kind of half weeks or full weeks, know the Dodgers, the Cubs, and the Rangers only get five this week. Correct. Yeah. Uh, and the problem is like your Dodger hitters, are you going to bench them in the two game? Like I have Will Smith. Do I bench him? No, probably not. Although unless you funny, have, that's unless league you I, have, have, I got Melendez, but, but, uh, and we, we haven't talked about him. We can talk about him in a second, but yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it's, it's you're a not, hard decision. You're not sitting Smith. You're not sitting bets. You're not sitting Taylor. You're not sitting Freeman, but the other guys like, if you've got uh, you got a four game schedule and you can sit Bellinger, you can sit Chris Taylor. Uh, I don't. I hate two game weeks. Uh, you know, we get the half periods in the NFBC. We you, you yeah. go four versus two. Um, it's got to be a pretty big like stud, like a Mookie Betts, Trey Turner, Freddie Freeman for me to not to play the two gamer. Yeah, and now I, it makes me want to look at the handedness of their two games in the first half. There, yeah. Cody Bellinger faces Rodon and Wood in the, oh, the Monday through Thursday. That, I, that's that's it. Yeah, that, that's not a that's not a good call anymore. That's just a flat out set. Yeah. Easy, got, especially uh, Rodon. I mean, we like, got. Do we have a? Uh, you have. We have Urias and Rodon on Tuesday. That's gonna be awesome. Yeah, we got some pitching matchups this week. We do. That's, a, that's Braves a great Mets right too. Braves Mets. I'm super pumped for that series. Oh, that's right. We got. Uh, we got. We got Freed and uh, Freed and Bassett tomorrow. That's a, yep. that's a good one right there. And then we got. Uh, we got the baby goat Tyler McGill on Wednesday. That's be good. That'd be a good series right there. Yeah, and Kyle Wright. Is he for real or not? I mean, this is this is I a really so. good test. I hope uh, so. I love. Kyle Wright's been awesome. He sure has. Yeah. Um, so let's jump into Fab this week. It was uh, it was a weird week. I felt like there was some some pitching to maybe attack, but uh, the hitting was weak. But uh, we'll talk about some of that. But pitching wise, uh, I want to talk to me about Chris Paddock. He's uh, someone that you know a couple years ago was you know super uber prospect, pitched really well. Last couple of years have been very rough, um, but good so far this year for the Twins. Three point six area, one point one six WHIP. A lot of people have written wrote him up this week. Like there's, you can see some improvement. Uh, hard hit, hard hit rate's been really good. Like that's been a really big problem for him. He's down thirty one percent, four percent barrel. Swing strike rate's eleven point three percent. Only one walk so far. You know, key for him. The command's been pretty good. Uh, he has two starts this week. He's uh, Baltimore and Oakland. So like lines up really well on paper. Um, how are you on Pags? He wasn't available in a lot of fifteen teamers, uh, but a bunch of the twelves he was. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't see him too many in too many places. Jeff Zimmerman wrote him up pretty good uh, this week, and you know he's throwing the fastball less and the curve more, and yeah, it's 
go all along. We've been yelling and screaming that Chris Paddock has getting really terrible results on his fastball and, you know, stop throwing it so much. He didn't need that third pitch. I don't know about third pitch, but at least he's throwing the curveball a little bit more often. So that, that, that's a good thing for him. Yeah, it is. I was, uh, he was actually available in one of my main events. I, I kept kind of boosting him up during the day. Uh, we were talking earlier, I was at the Dodger game. So I was kind of like half figuring out what I was doing, half watching the game, half watching the Warriors game. My phone, I got to tell you, Jeff, technology is unbelievable. I sat there, I could watch, I watched the whole fourth quarter of the Warriors game in my seat from Dodger Stadium, which is pretty amazing to think about. Like, you told eighteen year old me that was a possibility. I'd be pretty uh, pretty amazing. Right? That. You tell twenty eight uh, year old me, and yeah, that, right. That like still it blows me away. Well, you were probably twenty eight when I was eighteen, so that's about right. Um, I know that didn't work, didn't work math wise, but I thought it was fun. It's close uh, though. What am I about? No, seven or eight years older than you. I didn't think you were that much older than me. I was. I'm born fifty. Joking, but... Oh, so wow. you're like four years older than me. How's that all? God. Yeah. Okay. I know. I'm you're old. old. It's terrible. I know. <laughs> Uh, Paddock went for 121, my league. Uh, really good bid by Tanner Bell and Jeff Zimmerman. The backup bid was 119, and I know that Paul Spore was in on him. I was in on oh, him. Oh, so that's so in your main. Okay. That was my main. Yeah, he was. I think he was only, I think he was like 98% owned. So it might have been either one or two leagues he was available. Um, but you know, it's, it's one of those guys that could be a difference maker. I mean, he may go back to normal Chris Paddock, but different makes difference makers are hard to find, especially in pitching. And you know, yeah. that's got that's got a chance to be one. Yeah, I think you're right. We, had, uh, we actually had Anthony Bender available in that same main, too. So we had what? That. Yeah. So oh, so uh, we found someone, someone worse than me. I actually had Bender benched in one of my leagues. Oh, uh, yeah. Benching is better. Benching is better than cutting for the four save week. Yeah. I don't know about that, though, man, because at least you're yeah. causing everybody else to spend like chunks of their fab yeah. on a guy that, by the way, he got four saves, but they were all kind of bumpy. Yeah. They were kind of hanging yeah. on for dear life sort of saves. At least a couple yeah. of them were. That, that they were, but he went for 322 in my main. So that was, that was a big one. I was in on that, but uh, nowhere near that price. Um, Let's talk about that for a second though, because I think yeah. that's actually a good bid. I mean, if you think, if you think he's the close of the rest of the way now, now we can argue whether or not he isn't, but, right. but he's certainly, about, the, he's certainly the guy right now. Yeah. You're, you're, that's like 22 weeks of perhaps saves. Yeah. That's worth 322. That's worth a third of your fab budget easily. Yeah, I, I I agree. If you if you think he's the guy, I was with you. The saves were a little bit sketchy for me. Uh, K rates down to seventy percent. Swing strike rates down to ten percent. As I look deeper, I didn't love the pitcher as much. But yeah, I mean, he's got the role. You get four saves in a week. You're clearly the guy. They're using you every time they get a lead, get a lead in the night. So um, his leash grew this week a little bit. Although you mentioned some of the saves were sketchy, um, I wasn't ready to go that much based on the pitcher. But yeah, if he closes all year, it's certainly worth it. Yeah. So, you know, I did my uh, observations thing on Wednesday night again, did another one of those. And that was one same situation. I watched the whole thing. So Tanner Scott had to come into the game in the eighth inning because Nat's got a couple guys on. I think one of them was on an error. One, I think a hit. No, I think there was a a hit and then an error. And they brought in Tanner Scott to face Juan Soto. Scott induces a ground ball. There's an error. Then he, because of the three batter rule, he has to stay in. He walks the next two batters, walks a run in. Oh, um, so then Bender comes in to have to get to finish the eighth. Gives up a rocket to Yadiel Hernandez, but you know Mushball comes in, and right. you know, plus, oh, the wind's really fiercely blowing in, so it's like 107 miles an hour exit velocity, and he got caught on the track. The next inning, Michael Franco hits a rocket down the line, stares it down, thinks he's hit a game-tying homer, hits the wall. Instead, he ends up with a single. Bender gets out of the inning, you know, gets the save. But it was like hanging on for dear life sort of saves. Yeah, I was going to make funny for watching uh, Marlins Nationals, but the Marlins have actually been pretty good. They're 12-9. and 
They won seven in a row until they lost today. Uh, but it was also on the grid channel, Scott. Um, yeah. And what am I going to do? Where else am I going to go? Oh, wait, grid, sorry. It's too grid, soon. The, Reds the fans channel. can't are going anywhere else but there. The grid channel's the best. It is. And I love it. on Wednesday nights, and I think on Friday nights, they actually take yeah, one the, of them out the for strike the strike zone, whatever they call yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It's essentially the red zone, but I, I, they have to come up with a different name. But I just call it the red zone anyway. Yeah, and uh, the guy on, on Wednesday night sounds a lot like the late Fred Willard, so uh, it's even better. And he makes these random observations. I love it. It's actually my sort of humor. But the best, uh, uh, the best part of that little red zone or strike zone channel was that the years we didn't get Dodgers games, you would actually get Dodger highlights on that. Yes, which was the only yeah. time I ever see. I didn't see Clayton Kershaw pitch for like five years. Now I'd see him on a little strike zone channel. So it always, uh, right. I'd always turn that down just to get the, just to get my Dodgers fix. But and only on the strike zone channel. You couldn't yeah. even get like on the grid yeah. where you could watch the, like the home team feed. They blocked that out too. Yeah. you're um, almost surprised they didn't like they didn't like block out when they talked about dodgers they like go uh they would go black box on the screen or something yeah got a question a good one here that's a pick pitcher question would you stream rasmussen this week eric rasmussen. Wow, that, yeah. a great call drew rasmussen drew eric rasmussen is a, a analyst in our community he's really oh, good at go. college hoops uh and he also knows baseball too so sorry about that my bad so no, that was that that was actually my next guy in the list so i just had to be looking at his name uh really good matchups he's at oakland at seattle um he was 78 percent rostered in the uh in the 12s i saw uh phil duso uh last year's champion actually had him available in the main event and went big on oh. rasmussen but uh rasmussen coming off his uh coming off his best start um six innings uh two hits one walk nine strikeouts uh his ground balls are down a little bit but usually a big ground ball guy too Swinging strike is up to 14.6%. Uh, Ks are up a little bit to 24%. Walks are down. Uh, this all looks good to me. My only reservation on Rasmussen is, you know, there's a lot of times, times where he's a he's a four to five inning guy. So maybe wins are tough. Maybe he goes out mm-hmm. early. But um, where he was available for me, it was a, it was a 12, uh, 12 teamer. I picked him up. I think I got him for 47. I saw Phil was in the 300s for him in a 15 teamer. Um, Rasmussen was my top pitching target wherever he was available. Sure. Uh, it just wasn't available for me. And yeah, probably because in many cases I already had him. Uh, oh, there you go. That, yeah, I like I nice. like him a lot. Uh, it's just you mentioned the one concern is length. You know, he was the hidden like came back to the Rays in the uh, Willie Adamas trade. Uh, and he was pretty good last year. It's just Adamus was so good, and it's hard to find a sharp. You know, yes, you had Franco, but you're giving somebody else a starting shortstop, and those are still yeah. good to get. I mean, the Reds Reds would kill to have Willie Adamus right now. But yeah, Adamus was yeah, Adamus had a had a good week uh, last week too, and was really good for the Brewers in the year. Um, some of the chat asked that they would drop Cody Bellinger. There's no way I'm dropping Cody Bellinger right now. Yeah, Loves same. love the hard contact. The strikeouts a little bit up, but I think I've seen enough. Uh, three stolen bases, running a little bit. Uh, he's definitely a hold for me, uh, probably in any size league for me at least. Agreed. Uh, we talked a little bit about Bruce Zimmerman last week, but uh, this week is the week that uh, he's really the popular pickup. He had TS two starts coming up, uh, Minnesota and Kansas City. He was only 22% rostered in the 12 teamers in FPC. He was very highly rostered in the 15 teamers, but we talked last week a little bit, been great. Uh, K minus walks in was 20%. ERA is under one. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the thing is interesting. We talked about, Oh, I wonder who he's faced. He's faced New York twice. The angels once we talked earlier about teams have been playing well. Um, both those teams are swing strike to 12%. Uh, you never know after a month, but uh, Bruce Sermon's April was very real. If you look at it closely. Yeah, it was. And so I, I, I earlier wrote, if you're going to beat me with Bruce Zimmerman, so be it. God bless you, because his velocity is actually lower than it was it last year. Yet, because he's throwing the fastball less frequently, he's actually getting more strikeouts. Continuing a trend. I mean, I haven't seen like the, oh, he's throwing his fastball more, therefore he's doing better. I haven't seen any of that this year. but And maybe that'll change in the summertime when these guys get looser and the velocity comes easier. But 
Uh, and Camden is playing like this extreme yeah. pitcher's park now. Uh, it, it's it's really wild. And I know that the Orioles eventually ended up scoring nine today, but a lot of that was in the slop and the wind. So I wouldn't even I wouldn't even read too much into that. But that he gets two home starts this week. Minnesota, which is actually a pretty st- tough matchup, you know, quietly a pretty decent lineup. And then Kansas City, which is not a decent lineup. No, they're, they're, they're really bad. Horrible. And the key is that uh, Baltimore had Boston in town too, and that always uh, always is, is a good thing to pitch against because that offense right now in Boston is brutal. It's crazy how bad they are. 29th in uh, uh, what, what's it? Uh, uh, Wo- Woba. 29th probably, in Woba in baseball guys, yeah. right now. They have they have 13 home runs. It's like they, it's yeah, they crazy. got JD Martinez went deep today, and that gave him. Th- Three yeah. in the last eleven what? games, down nine to one in the ninth after everybody exactly. benched him on Friday because he he sat Friday and Saturday hits a grand slam in the ninth. Yeah, so it's on everybody's bench too. Yeah, yeah. yeah and before today, the Tigers had two months today. Uh, Candelario and, and Cabrera home both homer, but uh, before today, uh, whoever it was, uh, Anthony Rizzo had more home runs than the whole Tigers team, which is which is a pretty crazy stat too. Yeah, there's some some really morbid offenses out there. There, uh, there, there are some really rough ones out there. Um, before we get to some pitching and fab, I want to talk about relievers and stars. But first, a note from our sponsors at Blue Wire. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, Jeff Relievers. Um, we talked about Anthony Bender a little bit. Uh, the popular guy that got popular during the day today was Ryan <laughs> Ryan Helsley in St. Louis. He has been insanely good. He was like 43 or 47% of one of those numbers in the main event before today. But um, eight, or, eight, eight and a third, uh, no earned runs. But today, a two-inning save. Uh, Giovanni Gattis hasn't pitched since Monday. It's been a little bit strange that he's has been out there. Um, 16 strikeouts for Helsley, no walks in eight and a third. Uh, fastball's averaging 98.8 today. It was like 101, 102. There was like he hit a, a one and he hit 103. Yeah, there was a there was like that graphic from Baseball Savant that like had his start and it was everywhere on Twitter today. It was like 10, 102.8, 103. It was like crazy. Um, his bidding was pretty wild. There were a lot of triple digit bids. Yeah. Um, do you think there's a chance? I mean, there was a lot of talk about in the in the offseason that they wanted, you know, Gallegos to be the the high leverage guy, seventh inning, but he's been used pretty much a traditional closer up until this week. Um, do you think Helsley has a chance to step in and kind of push Gallegos back? Do you think this is just a, a, a situation today where he looked good and they left him in for the second inning? Um, where were you on Helsley as you were kind of figuring out bids today? 
I was in on him because Ryan Roof came on the podcast Thursday and was talking to Helsley up and even he goes, I really hope he doesn't have a save before the bidding goes so I can uh, get him cheaply. Right. Oops. Uh, instead, yeah. of, instead of dominant two inning save on Sunday as everybody's working on their teams, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that's just the thing is Gallegos gave up runs in his last two outings. Yep. And granted, that shouldn't have been four earned runs. That was an error on Arenado, and it's ridiculous that it wasn't called as such. That that at least two of those runs should have been unearned, um, and arguably all four because I'm going to end the game. That, that would that would end the not only the inning but the game right there. And yeah, I, he would have got I, he would have converted the save. Um, I think if you asked Arenado, he would agree that that was an error. Well, and it's funny the the Mets announcers even said something to the effect of that's obviously an error or right. something like that. Um, and, and it's I not like the official point. score is trying to save Arnado because he got an error anyway for the throw. So it would have been an error or an error. Like it's not like it helped him and it yeah. hurt, it hurt Gallegos. It just seemed weird that, I don't know. My, my theory was that the official score had Mark Cannon in his fancy league. And that was a, that was a big at bat or something. But uh, I was surprised that there was not some sort of adjustment there. I, I figured maybe we'd go back and uh, he'd have zero, but uh, yeah, that was, that was tough. But it's weird that we haven't seen Gallegos otherwise, aside from the, uh, the fight where he was the first guy over the wall in the bullpen to, uh, to join the fracas against that. Uh, I, I against wonder the match, right? did yeah. something happen there? Um, By the way, he should not be climbing over the wall and dropping down to go get in the fight, like go through the bullpen door. Yeah. Okay. Um, wasn't the yeah. first thing I was thinking of, uh, but sure. <laughs> that was a big drop from that wall though. Like he climbed over it. It was insane. Well, maybe he hurt himself. And there's not like there's a real fight going on. Like by the time he gets there, nobody's pushing and shoving anymore anyway. Yeah. I, I'm trying to find the velocity in his last outing and can't seem to find it. I'll, I'll, I'll track it down at some point, but uh, I wonder, is something off a little bit there? Because he also gave up a run against the Reds uh, in his outing prior to that too. So, Makes me just a tiny bit concerned. I mean, why else would he be shut down for so long? Um, and maybe they, although maybe the Cardinals just said, Helsley looks great. Why take him out? Right. And but if a that's little weird, case, that, look where they had pitched since Monday. Like you think he would have gotten at some point, but yeah, maybe, uh, maybe something happened or maybe they just haven't had the right situations. But uh, yeah, I mean, Helsley's been, Helsley's been really darn good. That's for sure. Now the Cardinals are going to have a, Home game against the Royals tomorrow. That's a makeup. It's a, of a rainout, and then they go to Kansas City for two more games. I uh, and so they're playing tomorrow's game early. It's like one fifteen Eastern right. time. That's right. That's a good call. So, That's a good reminder for everybody. Yeah, uh, Gallegos in that in that outing fastball was ninety three. Uh, ninety two point nine was the lowest. Ninety four point four was the high. Okay, uh, and to give it some context. Uh, in previous years, his average fastball is 94 and a half last year. It's 93.3 this year, generally. So it's a, a tick, a little, a little low, yeah. maybe. A little bit. Yeah. Not that velocity is everything and everything. We were just talking about Bruce Zimmerman, who's right. lost a mile and it's gotten better somehow. Uh, but something worth watching. Uh, yeah. And see if, you know, it's funny. His ERA is 643 because of that outing just wrecked it, but his right. FIP is 248. Yeah, for you know, for for earned runs for a reliever is really hard. It takes a while to recover from that just because you throw still a few innings. Mm-hmm. Whereas a starter, you know, you throw a, a nice game after that, you can kind of fix that. But when you're throwing one inning at a time, you throw four in there, it's it's really tough. Yeah. To to answer your question, I, I went the long winded way is yeah, I, I was looking to see if he was available. Uh in many cases he was not. Um because our competitors are really smart. Uh, it's funny, it's funny you say that you and I were talking a little bit before we started, like it's funny. I, I think I forget in the off season, but like doing well in some of these, the, some of these bigger leagues and competitive leagues, 
takes a lot of time and energy and commitment and attention to detail. There's a lot of stuff. And I find myself, I was at the Dodger game today and I, I was telling you earlier, we ran, you know, my daughter ran the field after the game. So I was late getting yeah. back. It's hard. It, it, it takes a lot of time and energy and effort to really compete and do well in this season. You can kind of, you kind of half-ass it and get in there. And, you know, I know the big, I, I watch enough where I know all the big names, but the little right. attention to detail, about the little things you pay, the people pick up. And I see after fab, I'm like, Oh, I should have seen that. Um, that's the kind of stuff that usually separates the, uh, the winners from the losers in these leagues. Yeah. Uh, Helsley was available in one of my two mains and one of them he's picked up on the 17th. Oh, what did he go for in the one he was available? 51. Very reasonable. Right. 51 to 39. I think I, I don't think we went crazy over him because we've got two closers there and yeah, I mean, that makes a big difference who you need. I, I, you know, and, I, and I, an I eighth of a closer in Jake McGee, who it's, we haven't cut him yet, but we might, but yeah, that's certainly shifted to Duvall over the last couple of weeks here. Well, and then McGee decided to cement it today by yeah, he uh, was giving up really some bad, shit right? runs. Yeah. What did you do in Arizona? Uh, Melanson, Mark Melanson is on the IL for, quote, undisclosed reasons. Uh, my first initial thought was maybe that was a COVID IL, but usually they announce COVID IL because it's a different designation. Um, so I dev- I just don't know what's up with Melanson. I've looked and I have not seen anything. Uh, Ian Kennedy converted uh, the one save he had where with uh, after Melanson went out. Kennedy has not been great. Four and a half ERA, 1.5 uh, whip, but only 10 innings. Uh, 18% K rate doesn't get you excited. 13.6% walk rate definitely doesn't get you excited. Again, really small sample here. But Kennedy hasn't been great, but clearly seems to be the guy with Melanson out. Yeah, uh, I, I should have bid more. I didn't. I, I was like 12, 13 on him because I think I, it's a short-term thing and I don't think he's that very good. I wanted to bid more too. And then I just, I don't like, if they say tomorrow Melanson's back, he was just on COVID IL, it's possible. Maybe not. I yeah, just, that's also so, part of it. We don't get many situations in baseball where we don't know exactly at all what's going on here. Like they always say, you know, in the aisle, his knee was sore. Like there's always something, you know, whether it's true or not, there's always something. Right. This is a really weird one. It is. It is. And the fact that it's, I still think it's possible that it was COVID, you know, yeah. he doesn't, it's it not that he has to test positive either. It can just be, right. he had cold symptoms. I mean, that happened with Nixon and Zell had like the stomach flu. And when he went in the Dodgers uh, were hosting the Reds and they put him on the COVID aisle and then he was back in the next series. I mean, that, I think some that of that is like strategic to get, uh, to use that to get an extra guy. And you know, heck you yes, can, it is. Yeah. Okay. Of course it is. Say, I think so too. Yeah. Um, I, I think, any sort of trick teams can do, they'll do. Yeah, it's weird, though, because usually they're like, oh, COVID and IL, we, we don't know who we're back. But Lance has been just fully undisclosed. It, it held back my Kennedy bidding a little bit because I do think that Kennedy hasn't been great. They paid Melanson uh, you know, some money, so I still think it's his job. I, I don't like Melanson, and I think he mm-hmm. Kennedy could take it over. But the, the whole undisclosed thing just kind of freaks me out a little bit. So I, I pulled back a little bit on being too aggressive with Kennedy, even though I need – even when I needed some closers – I yeah. wasn't sure if that was going to be for, you know, five days and all of a sudden Lance is back and it's, uh, it's, it's kind of wasted fab there. Yeah. You mentioned uh, MJ Melendez earlier. Uh, Royals catching prospect got called up when Cam Gallagher went on the IL earlier. Uh, Melendez is obviously an uber prospect. He hit 41 home runs in 2021. I'm, I'm doing the math right there between uh, double A and triple A. So massive power. Has been really bad in AAA this year. Uh, hitting 153, a couple home runs. They have three stolen bases, though, which obviously pops pops the radar big time when you got a catcher. Um, 
you think he plays? Like, obviously, Sal Perez plays, you know, it feels like 180 games a year, but he can DH a little bit too. It's not like there's anybody then in Kansas City that you're worried about uh, him having to displace a DH. How much do you think Melendez plays? You mentioned you picked him up in a league. What was your thinking on kind of what kind of at bats he gets? I, why call him up unless he is going to play? That, that was kind of my approach. Yeah. The Royals are hurting, hurting yeah. for offense right now. And yes, Melendez has been terrible, and I didn't realize how terrible he'd been. Yeah. Uh, until after, until like we started doing the research for the bids, and I'm like, oh, I mean, check to see if he's available. But wow, uh, I like though he's still walking. He hit a couple of homers. Yeah, he is a pop up prospect. That's like the one thing that's a kind of a concern is 2021 was way better than anything else he's done in his professional yeah. career. I mean, he had, um, he had a buck. He had a buck sixty in twenty nineteen, but obviously we didn't see twenty twenty, and then he was really good. So you wonder, right. you know, did he take a step up in that year? We would have seen a big step up in stats, and he was an alternate site. Um, but you know, anytime a guy hits forty one bombs and what is that, uh, one hundred and thirty three games or whatever it was across uh, those two levels, I mean that that just, just jumps out to you when you get a forty home run anywhere. It does. It does, especially and... at catcher. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it, it's 123 games even. It's even more impressive. Oh, but see, I, I knew I'd do the math wrong. Math is hard, uh, but is. that's okay. Um, I, I'm not trying to shame you. Trust me. Uh, I'm just trying shame, to make the points. Shame away. No, that's good. I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad you did the math. Though. You're right. It is 129 and 44. So, yeah. 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 Um, but uh, were you guys like aggressive with him or just kind of a small bid? Did you need a catcher? Are you going to start him this week? Where do you kind of fall with all this stuff? So where I did pick him up, I'm not actually hurting there. I've got Will Smith and I've got Ryan Jeffers, who I'm fine with as a second catcher, but yeah, a couple bombs this week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think he will play. Um, and Anthony uh, Gialdi, uh, and I, I butchered it probably again because I'm, I'm a bad human being, but uh, he uh, said that his defense, uh, that, that Melendez's defense is better than Salvi. Probably. But you know I, I, gonna... I saw that a couple times on Twitter this week. Is I mean, I know President Stevens used to be really good. It's slipped. Is it bad now? Is it mediocre? Where would you? I don't know. I mean, I'm not the expert on this here. I will say this: that I don't think they'll trust Melendez with the like pitch calling and things like that, though. Yeah. Which makes He's... me think. And uh, Anthony said you got Gialdi perfectly right. So you are you are now a good human again. Oh right, yay! Yeah, Anthony. By the way, uh, sent uh, sent me a cool Kansas City Moose T-shirt and coaster. Oh. So, Fancy. Yeah. Anthony is a, Anthony is a great dude. We met him in Vegas. Uh, first time I was meeting him this year and it was uh, definitely a treat. I enjoyed that. I uh, enjoyed it a lot. Really good dude. So yeah. Uh, look forward to seeing him next year in Vegas. Uh, other bats. Uh, there are some interesting middle, uh, middle infielders. We got uh Hussing, Hussing Kim in San Diego. Uh, Had I was shocked. I was shocked they didn't send CJ Abrams down today. I don't know what the point is of having CJ Abrams play twice a week and saying he's clearly overmatched right now. I get why he's not playing, but like, yeah. why is he not getting regular at bats and double A, triple A, something like that? It seems really strange to me that they're keeping him on the roster right now. Maybe they're waiting until Tatis comes back. I, I know they like his defense. He's fast, but man, if I have a guy like that, I want him giving every day at bats. But uh, Kim is up uh, playing a lot. Uh, Sheldon Noisy in Oakland is playing a lot. Uh, has three stolen bases. I don't uh, not what I would expect from Noisy. Had that really big power year in 2019 and kind of nothing else, but playing a lot. Uh, Taylor Walls, I think he played six out of seven games this week for Tampa yeah. Bay. Um, any of these middle guys you liked? Uh, Josh Harrison was available in a lot of leagues. Uh, I was looking for some middles. Um, I kind of went with Harrison. I had some Abraham Toro pickups. Now he's playing a bunch with uh, with Mitch Hanniger back on the aisle. Kind of disappointing there. I really like Mitch Hanniger. But uh, any of these middle guys really jump out to you as maybe a, a little bit of a step up from the rest of them? Mm, I mean, I, noisy, at least, you know, last week – 
he was, you know, people picked him up and then they had five games. They had yeah. five games. So it's like, it's tough timing. Uh, this week obviously is going to be better for that. Uh, I think he's, I think he should be rostered. Uh, yeah. The question is, do you start him? They have six games. It's that perfect kind of like, eh, do I, do I do that there? Cause if he sits even one game, then all of a sudden it's, he's a marginal guy with, yeah. you know, not getting the advantage in games, but I do think he's a guy that's worth looking at. Um, yeah, and Kevin, Kevin Smith is back. So maybe the, the playing time gets crushed a little bit. I, uh, I like Kim in that mix just because I think that we've seen some stolen base upside. We haven't seen it in the majors, but in the, you know, in Korea, he stole 33 bags and 21 with some pop. Like I still think there's mm-hmm. a lot of, uh, I think there's some actual real upside with Kim, you know, maybe when Tatis comes back, that might go away his playing time. But I think we've got another uh, few weeks of Kim playing a lot. And he was, uh, he was my favorite out of this group. Uh, I always kind of a sucker for Josh Harrison. I think I like the guy more than the player. I, I really <laughs> like Josh Harrison, the guy. He was on the A's last year. I got to, you know, follow him. And everybody seems like everybody loves the guy. But I think Kim was my favorite of this group. There were a lot of uh, kind of middling middles, to use a, a bad phrase. We but. drafted Josh Harrison. Shu and I did in one of our two mains. And I, I, I took him in one, too. I, I dropped him when he got when he was uh, you know, banged hurt, up. Yeah. And, yeah, he got hurt. But. One of the things about Josh Harrison, he's, he's second, third, and outfield. Yeah, it's nice. So you get... Those three, you get the two spots plus the outfield plus you get middle and you yep. get corner and man, that that is nice. That, it's amazing on Friday if you have a couple of guys banged up or someone that gets sick or someone that's not playing. It's it's nice that you can have someone that covers all those spots in your bench. Cincinnati native, native Josh Harrison. Oh, there you go. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, hopefully he's not a Reds fan. He isn't anymore. They'll you know, <laughs> where else is he going to go? Oh wait, he'll go to the White Sox. Okay, fine. Uh, where else are they going to go? Famous gonna, last words. That is so going to like last forever. Uh, yeah, I don't think you say that and it doesn't come back to haunt you for a long time. It's just, uh, yeah. That Except it'll haunt him so much that he'll cry himself to sleep on his billion dollar pillow. So Right. At least he's not on Twitter with a firestorm of tweets. We don't need to get any more Dave Cavill this week. But uh, yeah, A's and Reds, it's not, it's not started well. Uh, what about the outfield? Uh, speaking of Oakland, I really like Chad Pinder playing a lot, uh, hits the ball hard. I think that uh, we're finally in a spot where Pinder's going to play a lot. You mentioned Odebel Herrera playing every day against righties. Yep. Uh, Travis Demarit in uh, is has uh, been leading off a little bit in a couple of home runs this week. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyle Isbell is someone that uh, as the day went on, I kind of found myself uh, going more towards a little bit. We've got uh, you know Mondesi's out for the year. Playing times open up a little bit. Merrifield's playing a little more infield. Uh, right. He's a guy that was 15 22 in 2021 in AAA, hit 269, uh, doesn't strike out a lot, 20% K rate, 10% walk rate. As I looked a bit closer, uh, Isbell kind of moved up uh, my list in the outfield where I needed one of those. Sure, I can see it. I mean, the, th- the fact is, they didn't move Bobby Witt Jr. back to shortstop once they lost one. Ah. Uh, they're Maybe it's just committing to the move, which I can actually get behind a little bit. If they think that's where he's best in the long run, Right. And not just this year, then okay, fine. Uh, they were going they were going Lopez and Short and Witt at second, right? Yeah. Uh yeah. no, they no Lopez at short and Witt at third. And no, Witt Merrifield at second. We're at Merrifield at second, yeah. yeah. And that move that opens up the outfield spot. You know, Edward Oliveris gets two and a half games now, uh, every week instead. At least he doesn't get set, shuttled down to Omaha. So he got that going for him. I was pretty sure that just the way it worked, he was when they did the roster cut, it was going to be one of him just to uh, just to mess with people. Uh, Anthony asked in the chat about uh, Lou Trevino. Uh, we will mention the news and notes, but he's beginning a rehab assignment in single. He's probably going to get a couple innings under his belt. Just been out so long with the COVID. Um, I think he's yeah. probably back with the A's in the second half of the week. So this was legit COVID with him then, huh? Yes, it's, it sure sounds like it. I mean, he's been on the list since April 18th, so it kind of I assume it had to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, he's uh, I, I imagine he throws probably two innings down there, maybe. 
Sunday and Tuesday or something like that, or Monday and Wednesday, and then he'll be back uh, probably Friday. Um, I don't fully know if he's going to slot right in. Danny Jimenez had been good. Uh, got was a little rough this week. Uh, everybody in the A's was a little rough uh, this weekend. But uh, I don't know if he slots, uh, Trevino slots right back in, to be honest with you. I agree. Who is Lou Trevino to keep the job? I, I, right. And the, the only is, thing is, I think they want to trade him. So maybe that's the reason. they. And I was going to say, yeah. to speak on that, but like, that I never never sell Billy Bean short about his uh, you know it's not even him doing all the trades anymore but right. that whole you know ability to trade away a closer that's that, that's like his like that's like point two in his playbook there uh, yeah. and it's always seen work but I think we're in a different era like you actually have to be a, a really legit awesome reliever not just a closer you know it's just. Teams have gotten a lot smarter. There's no, there's no more, sh- uh, you know, shifting off Billy Taylor at the uh, at the trade deadline, which I think Bean did at one point. <laughs> exactly. Um, anybody else uh, offensive wise? I think Santiago Espinal was uh, were, were available. Uh, he's been. Really I was in good. on him. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's hitting. Uh, he's got two home runs, three stolen bases, hitting two sixty, hitting the ball pretty hard. Good hard hit rate, pretty decent barrel rate. Doesn't strike out a lot. Um, just kind of forcing his way into that lineup. He's been, you know, he he, he and Kevin Biggio were kind of splitting time early, and I think that uh, you know, he's kind of blown Biggio out of the water. Yeah, and second and third eligibility out of yep. Espinal too, which is nice. Uh, and then you listed Luis, Luis Torrens on the list, and I actually have him in a couple of places. He's, Torrens is not having a great year, but there's some power there, some, yeah. enough that the Mariners have occasionally used him as a DH, and catchers who DH are some, something you usually like to have. Yeah, and if you look a little bit deeper, he had 15 home runs last year, 43% hard hit rate, a bear rate over 10%. Yeah. It's hard to find catchers with those good of numbers. It's not everything, but uh, you can squint a little bit and see Terenz, you know, being at least uh, pretty workable. And catcher, uh, as expected, catcher has been very, very tough, especially in a 15-teamer. Those second catchers yeah. have been brutal. Yep, uh, which happens every year. And, it does. You know, you play in an only league, you'll see, like, you always see Austin Hedges out there on the waiver wire. Like, yep. yeah, he's playing a lot, but... Uh, no, it's always it's no. always Austin Hedges and Roberto Perez are they always two every week. I'm like, oh, these guys are these guys have 18 at bats this week, and I look and it's two for 18 with an RBI. And you're like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, I'll take the zero. Uh, so let's jump into some news and notes. There was a lot of a uh, lot of uh, injury updates this uh, this weekend. Uh, the worst was Mitch Hanniger, uh, grade two ankle strain uh, on the IL. No timetable really given yet. It sounds like a couple of guesses I saw was like the six to eight week variety. So like a, a pretty long term injury. Yeah. I mean, it was immediately on the IL again. Yeah. And I mean, the guy can't catch a break. He, he had a pretty long COVID absence also. Yeah. And then, you know, we all know about, you know, his previous injuries. We won't belabor that point. Uh, I, I will resist all year. my crude puns. Yeah. He had such a great year last year too. Like it's such a good yeah. story. This team is young and fun and all of a sudden he's hurt again. It's just, it, it sucks. I, for a guy that, you know, not a team I root for, but I, I root for him personally. He was really good last year. I had him some teams last year. Um, I think you're probably looking at more than a month. Do you hold someone like uh, Mitch Hanniger in a, I guess, first a 12 or in a 15 out? Say he's out for, let's just ballpark at six weeks. Oh, God. Uh, I, I want to say hold, but I just know how costly that is. I'm yeah. dealing with that myself and some, you know, not with Hanniger, but with other players too. It's just like Eloy, I'm dealing with that, right? Did you, and, did you guys hold him another week? Yeah, we're, we're holding him. Yeah. Uh, he's just, Eloy's too good. Yeah, I agree. I, and, he got I, uh, he got dropped in my twelve, and I just uh, I didn't. He went for like seventy five this week, so he got dropped. I'm last holding week. him in my twelves. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he got picked up right away with backup bids and everything, so that'd give you a good indication that you know a lot of people think that uh, he should be held. Right, it's a, with a name we all know and all that. Yeah. I get that too. Um, there, there's probably some 
extra value built in just by his name than in his actual value, but still I'm holding him. To add to the malaise in Cincinnati, uh, Jonathan India, probably their most fun young player back mm-hmm. to the aisle with a hamstring. You just hate to see this back to back. Like obviously it, it's just not right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And he, he had a one nice game in cores where he crushed and then, Oh, we're resting him as was the party line on Saturday. And right. then Sunday he's a scratch. Oh, we're still resting him. They got the off money. Nope. We're putting him on the aisle now. Yeah. And at first it was like a few days rest will do it. And then all of a sudden, nope. Gone. So it's hamstring that. injuries. We've seen it time and time again. And they remember the Reds were slow to put them on the IL. But I'm going to say, in fairness to the Reds, believe it or not, I'm going to say this, but uh, they just have so many injured guys. There was no one to call up unless they were going to add someone to the 40 man roster. Yeah. And they, they just designated the Punisher. Um, so that he's gone. He's the Punisher. Well, we'll always have what was it, August 2019? What was the, you had a month where you could, could not get him out? Yeah. Uh, and, That's Aristides. Uh, Aristides Aquino, by the way, is the right. Punisher. Yeah. Right. And now he he's you know he he's not just the punished. He's also like he, he's he got the Napoleon treatment. He he's like put on Elba. He's on an island now by himself there. But <laughs> yeah, India India is the worst because you you know hamstrings for a guy who you want you know twelve to fifteen stolen bases from. Um, is always always rough because now you figure he's tweaked it once he probably comes back he doesn't run right away it's just uh it's a bad cycle there um mm-hmm. on a good news uh note uh, Tiasco hernandez took live bp on saturday starting a rehab assignment on tuesday there's a chance we may get him back for next week and i think uh i think if you had told me uh at the time it happened i'll give it back to you on may 4th i would have signed up for uh, up for that for sure 10 four on that i'll i type of guy i am i'll wait until the ninth um and i'll still be pretty happy with that yeah, it's uh, it, it was really nice. Uh, it's good to see him kind of. It seems like he's taken every step of the uh, progression there with the oblique injury. Uh, Chris Bryant went in the ten day IL with a stiff back on Friday. If you have him, make sure you get him out of leagues. Uh, Jose Altuve back uh, supposed to be in line to return on Monday. Uh, obviously, if you uh, if you have Altuve, uh, your second baseman, I think I had Diego Castillo or someone else this week. Uh, getting back Altuve will be very very nice. Yeah uh astros really haven't hit that well I mean, granted they just ran into the blue jays they played two series against the blue jays uh that 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 has something to do with that that slump too uh but they also didn't hit all that well against the rangers and that's a team you should be hitting well against uh but by the way Jordan alvarez can flat out rake yes he's a good human we like him it is just i think he's got it with seven six home runs already and he missed a couple of games he he's awesome i mean Watching that dude hit, um, we talk about hard hit rates a lot. You're like anything in the 40s is really good. Uh, Jeff, so far this year, 63.6 percent for 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 Jordan. I think that uh, that'll play. Yeah, it will. It will. By the way, Kyle Tucker is coming around. Yeah. Uh, although he, he ran into some more bad luck today with a rocket that got caught, but then he got lucky with the little squibber down the third base line. He stole two bases today. You know that that the buy window window may have never been open but if it was it's very tiny crack if you're trying it's like gilbert godfrey squinting type of crack i mean it's that thin and for all the angst by the way the strikeout rate is oh that's right that was last week the strikeout rates under 19 percent four home runs four stolen bases like it's uh it's gonna be fine there with tucker yep uh let's see real quick some notes uh shohei otani left today with some right groin tightness sounds like it'll be okay he's, uh, he said he intends to play on monday but obviously check lineups there same with wander franco he was scratched with a hamstring injury on sunday that's one that we definitely want to know uh franco's been been very good obviously uh bobby witt jr we talked about earlier we were talking about uh talking about the royals yeah he, uh, he got hit by a pitch um at a right right wrist contusion he was actually in the lineup and then scratched on sunday 
which you never like to see. That means he probably went out there and kind of felt it and, you know, something happened, but uh, that's one that you want to check. Uh, you hope that gets going because he he's, he'd finally been starting to hit. I think he's like an eight-game hitting streak. He's been running a little bit. He's, you kind of see he was finally starting to click for Wood. Yeah, it really was. And, you know, they play the first game tomorrow, so we'll know pretty quickly if he's back what, in there. But uh, what time do they play? Is that the one that got pushed that's not the one that got pushed up. That was yes, Royals. it is. Oh, it is. Royals got pushed up. Or I thought you were. I thought you were referring to Bobby Witt. I'm sorry. You are. You are. You're. You're right. That was. That was. It was. Is Royals Cardinals that one got pushed up? Yep. And then remember, it's one game in St. Louis, and then two in Kansas City after that. Oh, uh, make up for the rain out, right? Yep. And then so they're pushing a, it because of weather, I think too. They're pushing yeah. it earlier. So I'm that's at ten fifteen, and Angels White Sox at eleven ten Pacific time. So those are both Pacific times. So we got uh, we have two day games tomorrow. That uh, that Angels White Sox game, uh, Patrick Sandoval Dylan Cease. That should be a fun little afternoon. Uh, Another good pitching match. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll take that. Great uh, Kansas City and uh, St. Louis is Granky and Matt, which is not bad. But uh, give me Sandoval and Cease uh, every day over that one. Yeah, uh, for, like sure. That. for sure, for sure. Uh, real quick, couple other notes before we talk about some guys maybe to drop uh, in the in Giants land. There's a lot of news. Uh, Jock Peterson is uh, still dealing with that adductor strain, not on the IL yet. Uh, Lamont Wade could be back on Tuesday. Evan Longoria starting a rehab assignment next week. Uh, the Giants have about nine million injuries and still never seem to uh, suffer. They they're they're playing really well. Also, they're what uh, fourteen and eight, um, so they just kind of have figured it out. But they're uh, they're finally starting to get healthy. I think we're going to start to see a lot of platoons there again. Well, yeah, and Jack Peterson's perfect for that team. If there is a team that could max him out, it's the Giants. I mean, maybe it's not the greatest ballpark to hit in, but even that has been, you know, ameliorated a little bit here with some of their ballpark the changes that they've had. But uh, yeah, I forget, he I forget we fire. talked about. It. Did you see Peterson with that fan in Milwaukee? That, oh, uh, that was so awesome! That yeah. was so awesome. I can't use the language he used, but like. Imagine like being that talented. Like someone's giving you that much crap. You stare at him and you hit a ball 460 and you could. I, well, he was, he, it was for some, whatever reason, the, the ballpark was quiet enough. This, you could hear this. Fan. Oh yeah. This fan you, was like yeah. on him so much. They stepped out of the box before <laughs> the know. pit, you know, for, for that bat. Then he goes deep and it wasn't yeah. just goes deep. It's bomb. Standard and Meyer yeah. goes deep, turns yeah. around, looks at the fan. And then when he comes back around the bases, he curses him out. But. Yeah, I, I imagine that he got he he got more than he gave, so I'm I'm sure it's time to unload. No one no one seemed to blame him for that. Uh, since we're talking about a bomb, someone Anthony in the chat asked, "Do you think that they're mixing uh, happy fun balls back in?" I uh, I have not I've not tried to figure that out. I know that Friday there was a bunch of runs, and everybody's like, "Oh, they they put the ball back in." And Saturday, I look up and like there were twelve games, and nine of the teams had no or, or zero or one runs like halfway through. I swear I heard like five different pitchers today take no hitters in like a fifth, fourth yeah. or fifth or sixth inning. So I'm, I'm not trying to figure it out. I don't think baseball is smart enough or good enough to suddenly be able to flip a switch and put the good balls back in. They're so disorganized with everything they do. I don't think they can, you mentioned earlier last week, I think you, they can't like fine tune it that well, but suddenly like, you know, they yeah. can't like ramp it up 8% when they, when they wind the balls. I just, I don't, I'll, I'll see what happens. I'm not even worried that worried about it. It's clearly, it's clearly a dead ball right now. It's a little soft, um, but I'll kind of, I'm going to give it more time than, than going this. I think two things too. I think that, um, yeah, like you said, there's no precision in doing it. B, yeah. they're not going to tell us. That's going to happen. Us. I mean, yeah. that that's and the I, other thing. And I think uh, it would take longer than that too. I imagine to, you know, ramp it up and, and make them a little different. We're talking like you know, some, and it won't be process. uniform either. Yeah. It'll be, uh, it, it's going to be, you know, mixed in here and there like it was last year too. So and they'll uh, probably get stuck, probably get stuck in the port of long beach for a month and a half yeah. also. Yeah. While we're going back to old questions, a couple other things yeah. in here. Uh, what do you think about Josh Naylor? He was universally rostered last week. 
yeah. uh, in the main event. 47 of 47. Like literally, like he was not available in any of my main event leagues. However, yeah, we, he was we, available. We talked in about yeah, we talked about him last week and uh, we we're doing new and fab. Um, I like Naylor. I think that uh, I think he'd be he should play a bunch. Um, but I think it's a you know a deeper league, fourth, fifth outfit type. I just don't think that, I don't think there's a lot of upside with Naylor, but I think if you need uh, at bats and someone that uh, in a deeper league, I think he works in a 12 teamer, he's probably pretty middling for me. Yeah, I think so too. Um, and then the other question was, do we pick up Julio I was, Rodriguez? I was gonna, I was gonna make you answer that one because you have you're contractually obligated to support yeah. Nelly. My answer is always Nelson Cruz, but man, there's no way I don't think I could leave Julio Rodriguez. Not yeah, available Julio lot. Rodriguez needs yeah. to be rostered. Did you see today? Oh, that was a jack, they intentionally right. walked Abraham Toro, who's fine, maybe hitting right. well. But not really. But he, you look at the numbers. He's Abraham Toro. He's Abraham Toro. Yeah, that's the key. And yeah, and that's the first and only time that someone's going to get intentionally walked in front of yeah. Julio Rodriguez. Uh, maybe, maybe really for the rest of it. Up. Maybe for the rest of his career. And I think uh, J Rod's got uh, eight stolen bases. He's, he, I think he has nine. He leads Major League Baseball with stolen bases, I believe. Which you know, I, I was listening to Clay and James on Friday in the uh, Sirius XM show, and they were talking like, "Yeah, it, you're correct. It is nine. He's coming around." He's going to be fine. Yeah. And if he's running that much, like, I mean, it's, it's, I don't think I could leave the the major league leader in stolen bases out there, especially one that is an absolute top of the line elite Uber prospect. Yeah. Eight man league. I understand. I understand yeah. why. Cause he was hitting one something and right. striking out a ton. But as if you te- also saw like all the overlays of the called third strikes on him, where they were all outside of the zone, some barely, some badly, yeah. um, and- he's gonna it's gonna come around and baseball is hard like it's gonna take a while he's gonna adjust they're gonna adjust back um hopefully i know nelly listens to the podcast i hope he's not listening right now but i'm i'm gonna take j-rod right now yeah find another drop yeah yeah there, that's that's the best way to put it pick up pick up julio but yeah. find someone else uh, or, you know some nebulous other drop that we don't have to make right. a hard decision on but find exactly. another one there right. yeah it, it's the proverbial oh yeah he's Way more uh, valuable in best ball. Yeah, that's sort of the type of answer. But now I'm going to answer the question. I go J-Rod over Nelly right now. I, I would too. Yeah. Uh, Bailey Ober placed on the I.O. with a right groin stain. Sounds pretty short term. Uh, Sonny Gray, also from Minnesota, uh, pitched well in his rehab outing on Sunday. Three innings, five strikeouts. Sounds like he might make one more. Um, I was hoping he was going to pitch this week because I think they're against Oakland. That would have been nice to get that uh, that start, mm-hmm. um, not only for a little retribution for Sonny Gray coming back to Oakland, but just because it's obviously a really good matchup. Um, right. Last question before we do a couple of drop players here at the end. Uh, what the heck do you think is going on with Ryan Presley? There was like – we talked last week. Do you use Presley last week? Because you know there was news like he's going to activate it on Tuesday. Maybe he's going to miss Monday, but then he's got six games. The Astros are good. Um, and then all of a sudden he's like, his, he has a sleeve on his leg. He's throwing a bullpen session. Uh, he didn't have throwing a set a flat back. ground. He didn't, yeah, he yeah. didn't have a setback, but it wasn't, he wasn't taking enough of a step forward. Like there's a lot of like weird language with it. And makes me think that there's something going on that we don't know about. That doesn't make me especially happy as someone who has Ryan Presley um, in the main event. And you need your, uh, your anchor closer to be out there pitching. And the thing is, yeah. I mean, and you know, now, I mean, he's been on the IL this whole time, at least if they activate him, sure. I'm going to start him, but they play Monday too. So again, you know, if he if he doesn't play, if he doesn't get activated Monday, right, you're screwed. You can't, yeah. you know. You, I you, uh, I think I'm gonna sit him unless they activate him Monday, and then he'll probably get three saves over the weekend. But I think uh, I can't risk the zeros again with the with the quotes I've seen. It doesn't really sound like it's that imminent right now. 
You're going to put in Anthony Bender for him, and he's going to get blown up four times instead of getting four saves, and Presley will get three saves instead. But you know. That is certainly the way it works, isn't it? Yep. Uh, I to, we talk a lot about picking people up. I think we're at the point of the season where it's important to talk about uh, you know these guys that we drafted in the 12th round, 9th round, mm-hmm. 15th round. Do, do, you, do you get to the point where you drop them? I know it's really hard to drop guys that you liked. Obviously, you drafted them. You took them for a reason. A um, few names for you as we fire through. I know we've gone a little bit long, but uh, Akil Badu in Detroit was like a – Pick 135. Uh, I kind of warmed to him later as I as we're talking. I'm like, you know, I, I think it's a good spot to get some stolen bases with the, not giving up too much power in those rounds. He has been brutal. Uh, pick yep. 128, one home run, no stolen bases, 42 plate appearances. I think it's more than that. But plate appearances, uh, maybe it is because he sat a bunch. Uh, K rate's like 29%, hitting nothing hard. Swing strike is 15%. I think the biggest problem with Badu is not his production, but the fact that he's hitting ninth when he plays or he sits a lot. Um, what do you do with him? Obviously, if you draft him, you took him in the ninth round in a 15-teamer, maybe 12, 13 round, a 12-teamer. Are you uh, are you ready to drop Badu after three and a half weeks of season? So this one's on, you know, I don't have him. He's a okay. he's a keel but don't for me. I, uh, I, I do have him, so I'll answer it after you do. Yeah, so, yeah. He, I mean, pr- he, he started today, and you got to see him in person. Uh, but prior to that, I he did. had sat the three previous games. And I think they had faced some lefties, but it doesn't matter. I mean... You know, you look at it there, you know, he sat at, he, he didn't start five of the last eight games and seven of the last 11. And when That's he plays, he hits ninth for Detroit. That's a cut. Yeah. I, uh, I'm cutting it at 12. I held one more week in a 15. Sure. Okay. Um, I just, I, I don't think I, I probably made the wrong decision. I didn't really have a lot of outfielders that I was, I didn't need someone. If I needed someone for that spot, I would have dropped him. I, I had like two or three other drops. So it would have been like kind of right there. Um, I held him and Will Myers in two different spots in a 15-teamer just to kind of see what happens. Um, but I'm leaning towards probably that they end up being drops next week, which is uh, a bummer for someone that was a top 10-round pick. Like, that's hard, yeah. to drop, hard to drop on May 1st. You got him in the top 10, huh? Yeah. I think I took him in the ninth ninth round somewhere in there, it's, like pick 133. That is the endowment effect, though. I mean, the it fact is. That it you doesn't. That mean, that means nothing. I mean, there's nothing to his value now. But right. um, I liked him enough. Then the stolen bases are interesting to me. If he can kind of get warm, um, you know, Robbie Grossman left early today, and maybe that impacted my decision a little bit. But I think he's going to be okay. Uh, I'm holding one more week in a deeper league in a 12 teamer. At uh, I'm dropping him and kind of just moving on. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, even if the thing is like. You almost should just because you can always pick them back up. And if you're yep. not going to use them, those guys that are on your waterfall, sometimes those are the guys that really pan out. The guys that you are like not even necessarily targeting, but you know, enough that you were, you liked them enough to add them. Right. Yeah. That might've been a, that might've been a mistake. I, uh, I might've just been stubborn and using the, uh, the sunk cost in there and I just should have dropped them, but I'm giving a week in a 15 teamer. We'll see what happens. I did the same with Joe Adele. Um, this is a frustrating one because he actually has three home runs. He's hitting 240. Uh, the strikeouts are a big problem. I think the biggest problem here is that Taylor Ward, we mentioned earlier, has been raking. Mike Trout has been raking. Obviously, he wasn't going to play for Mike Trout anyway. Uh, what kind of a situation? Oh, you know, Otani DHs. He and Brandon Marsh, who's been good, are kind of in a platoon right now, and that's not something you want to use because uh, your uh, your platoon with Adele is only against lefties. Yeah, it, it, it's right. Um, yeah, we all were like, hey, Joe, man, what's he thinking? Yeah. But – Ward's been awesome. I mean, yeah, yeah. There's, I, I like to make fun of Joe Madden, and I think that he does some things wrong. But um, you can't really critique him for playing Taylor Ward right now. That's for darn sure. Yeah. 
Uh, so what do you do? It do you do you hold it down with the thought that I mean there's a, obviously a ton of power in this bat uh, and someone can get hurt? Do you drop him? Do you uh, where are you bench him? Uh, where are you kind of what would you do in a, in a 15 teamer or a 12 teamer? 12 teamer Adele's a cut. Yeah, um, I think so too. Instead of hello, it's goodbye. Uh, and sorry, easy, easy joke to make. Oh, I got, uh, I, uh, wow. I took a second. That's crazy. That was actually, geez, okay. come on, get, get off with the times. Jen's that was actually young topic, man. You that was topical that too. I'm, you, I'm so used to like going back, but that, uh, that was pretty good. You snuck, uh, you snuck that one right in on me. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I, I say goodbye and I, I probably say goodbye in a 15 even, um, uh, if you, if you can find someone that's playing five times a week, yeah, you probably should do that. Make make that switch. Uh, by the way, just an appreciation comment. Mike Trout is awesome. I know oh, we've, we've said it a lot, but on base five times today. He, he's hurt often enough, and he doesn't have a stolen base. But man, it's just so good. And you know, if we're redrafting, he goes in the first round now. Uh yeah, for sure. And he top ten. Those guys top like top. when he hits the ball hard, you're like, that doesn't matter how where the where the ball is, where he's hitting, like yep. it's a home run. He just the, the pop is insane. He's he is so good. I just hope he's. I mean, I don't like the Angels. Obviously, they're you know, quote unquote, a rival for the A's. I don't think the A's have a rival right now. But um, mm-hmm. I just is, he's good for baseball. He's great for baseball when he's healthy. Um, we mentioned Boston struggling offense. Uh, one of the guys struggling there is Bobby Dalback. You know, really good oh. the last couple, couple months of last season, but it has been brutal. One forty-seven, one home run. Uh, K rate's actually down a little bit, which is surprising. Thirty point seven percent, still high, but down a little bit. Swingy strike rate is absurd, though. 19.7%, a really high number there among the leaders there. Uh, hard hit rate still really good, 45.7%. Still hits the ball really hard. Uh, biggest concern here is he's starting to lose a little playing time as he struggled so much. We have, uh, you know, is it Tristan Cassis uh, that's uh, the stud prospect that's kind of raking in AAA. He's losing time um, on the Major League roster right now. Uh, so Franchi Cordero. To fr- of all people, Franchi Cordero. Yeah. Um, Franchi Del- Cordero batted fifth today, by the way. And that if that if, if you needed a sign to say how the Red Sox season is going, there that's it right there. Yeah, and they're in a division where there's some really good teams. You do not want to they're they're eight back of the Yankees are seven and a half behind the Yankees already. Like you don't want to fall back behind the Yankees and Toronto and Tampa. That's a series to the Orioles. Yeah, that's I mean, not a not a good division to fall behind in because it's going to be uh, the, the rest of the division is not coming back to the pack, I think, is, is the key there. Um, Dahlbeck, story, no homers, by the way. Oh, my gosh. That's brutal, too. Uh, right. Dahlbeck, uh, cut or hold? Cut. All right. Well, you're, you're, you're tough on all these guys. Maybe I can find one you want to keep. Uh, what do you do with Jared Kelnick? We talked about how bad his struggles were last year. Uh, hitting 141, two home runs, three stolen bases. Uh, but you look at some of the metrics, he's been really, really bad. Uh, 40.8% strikeout rate after today, a hard hit rate under 30%. So it's not like he's swinging and missing a bunch, but hitting a bunch of rockets. Um, his, his hard hit rate wasn't very good. He was under 40% last year, but still decent at 39%. Way down. Swing strike rates up from 11.8% to 17%. Swinging and missing a ton. Yeah. without like A lot of times we see guys swinging and missing, like selling out for power and it comes together. He's not doing either right now. Um, the, the only thing right now that's keeping on rosters is the fact that his name is Jared Kelly. He's a huge prospect. Right. Yeah. Anybody else he'd be cut. Um, what are you doing with him? Uh, I'm holding him because he's Jared Kelnick and friends and Yahoo friends and family. Uh, right? and Cause you're like, you, I can't be the guy who drops Jared Kelnick and then never picks him up and he goes off. But that's the, that's the fear that it's was, really that he was horrible last year. It's not like it's just a new thing. Yeah. He had a buck 80 last year and in, in 377 played appearance. Like it's a, it's a pretty long stint of him being really bad last year. And he's backed it up this year by being even worse. Yep. 
He has. Um, Strikeouts are concerning. I want to see like the rest of this week, but I mean, he's because he's got a full seven games, and we'll see how many if he sits at all. Uh, They only they do face three lefties against the uh, against the Rays: McClanahan, Fleming, and Yarbrough. So and Yarbrough coming off the IL, but uh, you wonder wonder if Hanniger had not gotten hurt, how much his playing time would have started to be affected. Watch Kyle Lewis's progress because that that's going to be like the fulcrum again. Yeah, it's uh, it's rough. Um, I think I'm a hold too, but man, it's it's getting really close. I don't have him anywhere. I was not taking him where he was drafted, um, but in a 12 teamer, it's got to be pretty close, right? Yeah, yeah. The league I have him is 16 teams. I think. Are we 15 this year in friends and family? I think but, we're 15. Yeah, but it's essentially it mirrors the main, except we have two il spots that's the only difference really what uh in a smaller bench right yeah well yeah and no yeah. overall contest and different category co- i mean but position like roster, roster otherwise size. exactly the same but roster uh, size and like who's, and who's daily owned moves and who's too. Not, yeah and who's owned is not is, is pretty close but yeah uh we mentioned josh Lowe got demoted on sunday um been struggling 38 percent strikeout rate hitting 188 bail rate 2.7 obviously everybody looks at 2021 22 home runs 26 stolen bases hit one hit 291 last year Really good fantasy season in AAA. Um, what do you do now with him going down? Do you, do you stash him? Do you drop him? Uh, what do you do with Josh Lowe? Yeah, I mean, you got to cut him, I think, because uh, we don't have a guarantee of when he comes back. Uh, yeah. And he, even if he, we don't even have a guarantee that he's the first outfielder back, it could be Bruhan that gets the call yep. before that. Uh, I, I saw in the, the comments that he's four for his last 13, and that's great, but they still sent him down. Crazy. And... He, he's still so crazy. Hit cleanup today, but yeah. yeah. Um, he was only dropped in two main events today. I think maybe it was just the late news and people yeah. had already put their moves in trying to figure something out. I didn't drop me either. I wanted to maybe see what he does for a week in AAA, but yeah. it's hard to hold a guy that struggled on a team that platoons and, you know, maybe not play every day to hold him. I, I don't think I can do it. Uh, I don't think I'd do it too long. I think he might be a cut for me pretty soon. And he was a 17th round pick. So I don't feel as bad about the, about the, uh, you know, perceived uh, value there. I think, I think he's a cut for me pretty quick. You know, the, the thing about him, too, is, like, maybe he's one of those guys that doesn't see the ball well in Tampa. I yeah, mean, I mean, you saw Willie Adamas leave and mashed. You saw Nelson Cruz kind of struggle with that there. Yeah. Uh, why don't they fix that? They want their pitchers, uh, they want their pitchers not you, to get hit? I mean, I think we've seen lots of things that need to be fixed stadium-wise in Tampa Bay that haven't true. been fixed. It's true. I am uh, I am not one that could talk about stadiums, so I'll have to stay out of that one. You, uh, with the Reds fan, at least have a nice stadium, which is nice. Allegedly, I've never been there, so as as uh, people have ragged on me for before. I have so, not either. It's one of the uh, one of the six, I think it is now, that I haven't been to. I just haven't found myself in Cincinnati, unfortunately. Yeah, many games at Riverfront when I was younger, but you know, haven't been in that area as an adult. As uh, as Riverfront, as uh, as cookie cutter and boring as I would imagine it was. Yeah. But it was our cookie cutter, Scott. Yeah, that's how Oakland is. It's like I have so many good memories there, but I admit that it's it's a dull. Yeah, it's bad. exactly. Uh, last offensive guy I want to ask you about. Some of these have been pretty easy. This one's a little tougher. Um, Trent Grisham has been really bad in San Diego. Uh, hit 182 after today. One home run, no stolen bases. Hard hit rates way down at 27%. Bail rates 3.9%. His K rates up to 27.5%. Are you still a hold on Trent Gresham? Are you a bench on Trent Gresham? Are you thinking about getting rid of him? Um, he was someone you and I talked about. Uh, it was a fade for me. I just kind of didn't like the progression from 2020, 2021. We're seeing that progression continue on the downward uh, spectrum in 2022. Um, 
actually ended up with him in an online. He like fell really far as one of those like, well, if he's going to get to this spot, I might as well take him. Uh, hasn't worked out well for me. Uh, are you a hold still on Grisham or what are you doing with him? I'm holding. If three for five today, five for 10 the last two days. Granted, it's he's pirating right now, but you know, they, these those at-bats count too. I'm waiting. Yeah, I'm waiting, but I'm not waiting too long. And a 15-teamer, I think he you know plays enough on a good team that you got to kind of stick with him. And a 12-teamer, um, he's one of those guys that uh, I'm playing matchups on. So he's like my fifth, sixth, seventh outfielder. Uh, you know, I'm looking at half weeks. I'm I'm finding it, so I'm finding myself kind of benching him half the time. And That's he's fair. one of my he's one of my like you know if the matchup are good, he's got three righties. I'm playing him. Uh, if not, I'm maybe sliding in uh, someone else there. He's uh, he's not a not an every week start for me is kind of where I've where I've classified him now. And San Diego this week faces Plesac, Quantrill, Luzardo, Alcantara, Pablo Lopez, Trevor Rogers. That's this not, is a tough week. That's not the best uh, not the best matchup week I've ever heard. No, I mean it starts off okay, but those four Marlins starters. I mean, oh, Marlins. I mean they 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 can pitch, and they still have Max Meyer coming up at some point too. Yeah, just to stick it to the A's. Like Jose Lo- or uh, Jesus Lazardo looks like he's like full in breakout mode right now. It's just uh, yeah, it's it's pretty. I I, I even hate that trade because they went for it with Marte last year and they were trying to make the playoffs. I didn't hate what they did, but um, certainly uh, certainly adds to the pain when he he looks awesome. Yeah, he does. He Which does. we always knew was in there somewhere. We'd not seen it yet, and he's been he'd been so rough. But uh, it's it's it looks really uh, really legit right now. Yeah, uh, no video games for him. Uh, no video games for him, that's for sure. But uh, those are kind of the offensive guys I wanted to ask you about. I think we're at a point now where you know it's 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 good to talk about who you want to drop. We always talked about ads, but I think it's uh, good to talk about that. Anybody else or anything else you want to get to? Uh, from I know you watch. Let's do uh, pitchers watch, next week. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna I was gonna hit that. We'll talk about some pitchers next week. I think maybe get another two uh, one or two starts for some of these guys. It's good to know whether to drop. I know you mentioned you watched a bunch of games today. Anything else uh, on your mind that you wanted to uh, discuss? Talk about you saw today. No, uh, top of my head, no, but I think we covered most of it. I mentioned the Julio Rodriguez thing. I thought that was one of the, the, the favorite thing I saw today. Yeah, that was a that was a bomb too. That was like a no doubt. Like we're gonna we're gonna see many, many, uh, many of those. Yeah. Oh, the the Reds. Uh, I like the Reds ended that game nice and early today in the first inning. So that was it. Uh, they're not yeah, even showing up on the, the like the, that's the last game that goes on the the Grid Channel. And I used to be like I'd wait till August to not focus on the reds feed and you know i'd right. go reds first and then grid channel maybe on the second smaller tv but volume so you, definitely on the reds are you I'm just not, not watching reds games anymore. now like where i mean the 319 when did you just kind of like watch other games now yeah and it didn't take me long it was like yeah at three and seven i think i was that way or something right two it was it was two and they it was two and uh 11 i think right yeah. i mean it, it got ugly fast yeah, that's uh, it's 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 rough, but uh, it's it's not very fun. Hopefully, we'll get. Uh, do they have any like uh, young guys are kind of call up that would be interesting to watch the second half? Yeah, uh, keep them. I mean, yeah, pitching. Lodolo's back this week, right? Lodolo's back. I mean, I want to watch see Hunter Green's development. They've got some kid pitchers, but I mean, their hitting is just Jose Barrero. I want to see what happens when they bring him up and. You know, oh, Kyle right. Farmer hasn't homered yet. I don't mean to rag on Kyle Farmer, but he's not a major league starting shortstop. He's a fine utility player, and he's miscast as, you know, middle of the order starting shortstop type of guy. Since we're talking about it, uh, what do you hold? Uh, you holding Joey Votto? One more week, Scott, at least, because yes, I am. Yeah. One, uh, 122 with yeah. a 
32 percent strikeout rate this is you're been, hurting me just stop just i know stop. i'm sorry it's it's like not joey Votto like at all no it isn't but he's he's emerged from the wilderness before yeah that's the thing I and mean, he's one of those guys that can seems to be able to figure stuff out and he he sounds really frustrated and upset and he, he's talking about how much losing sucks and you got to figure out that you got to figure he's going to figure this out at some point. Right. Right. And the only thing I worry about is he gets too despondent about the team context. That's, yeah. that's the thing that kind of scares me. Is there any way they, uh, they, they move him somewhere else, let him play somewhere else. Or is he a lifer in there? Well, he's got a full no trade. So it's upon, and he just became an American citizen too. So it's not like he's dying to get back to Canada or anything right. like that. But if they're you know on the verge of losing 105 games, you think he'd think about going somewhere else? He might. He yeah. might. I know he was against in the past, but now that the Reds have fully steered into the villain bit here and decided yeah. they're not going to compete, um, yeah, I could see him. See, yeah. it, it, but he's got right now. It's a moot point because he can't hit. And, you know, he's got to actually get catch fire first, and then we'll then we'll address that. Yeah, that's fair. So, all right. Well, hopefully, when we talk next week, the Reds have, will have uh, won a game or two. So that would that would be nice. But uh, we want to thank everybody for listening to the Roadwire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Always fun to do this with you every Sunday. If you want to follow Jeff on Twitter? He's at Jeff underscore Erickson. I am at Scott Jensta. If you want to ask any questions there, uh, we will be certainly be talking uh, talking baseball there. Other than that, I hope everybody has a really good week. We'll be back at you uh, next Sunday night. Take care and have a good one. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.